Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Monday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead today as we are counting down the days to Big Ten Media Days, just about 15 days away from that sip, which means the start of the season will be here before you know it. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Good morning. Can you hear? Yes, I can hear you perfectly. Thank okay. you. I thought you were messing with your headphones for a second over there. Thank you to Bagels and Joe for this fabulous coffee that's going to get us off the ground. Yes. Off the ground, like that plane in American made. Oh, here it is. <laughs> we couldn't go a month without a Barry Seals American made reference. You just can't do you it. You still haven't watched the movie. Nope, but I have oh. seen Top Gun Maverick, though, which you haven't. <laughs> One upmanship right out of the gate. Boom. <laughs> Zing. Gus was here early. Can I tell you something about Gus real quick? Yes. I, oh, I, I, I greeted Gus this yeah. morning when he got I said, good morning, Gus. He's like, hey, Jake, how you doing? I said, how was your weekend? He said, I don't remember. <laughs> that sounds like a good weekend, Gus. Was it good? Shake your head. Yes, it was good. He's like, I, okay, oh, I said, that's interesting. You don't remember. He's like, no. Said, Boy, I didn't have that kind of weekend. Worked all weekend. Say my, the name of my book again. I missed out on all the fun yeah, by I, Steve Simple. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely did this weekend. Friday work, Saturday work, Sunday work. That sounds like a lot of fun. I didn't get That's out on the hog. Weekend. I didn't get out on the hog either Saturday or Sunday. They were hog days too. There was, there was no, mm-hmm. no rain, right? Yeah, you know what sunny. though? I exist in a world where I often, my weekend will be this, like I might not work today. Okay. So Playing golf? No, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to play golf. <laughs> simple suggestion. Was, yeah, I definitely, definitely got to get on a bike. I definitely got to get on a bike. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, I'll take a couple of days off during the week. That's the that's the thing. You prefer that? Yeah. Really? Kind of do, hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The weekends are good to work because you don't get bothered much because everybody else is doing other stuff. They're at the lake. They're actually having fun. Yeah, they're out there. They're actually weekending, (laughs) which is wonderful. I played golf both days this weekend. You were silent. I didn't hear from you at all. uh, Yeah. A couple nasty texts. (laughs) (laughs) No, you started the nasty texts. A couple very inappropriate texts. <laughs> yeah, it's a simple chain, <laughs> chain of command, you know. Um, played golf on Friday, Saturday morning with, with Jay Foreman. You did? Yes. Where'd you guys play? Woodland Hills Eagle. Where really? I played golf league tonight. Yeah, we had like a 7.15 tee time. I'm getting up early and playing golf. And I got up yesterday at 6.30 to go drive to Beamer Gosh. with my buddy, and we played a little uh, scramble up there uh-huh. at 9 a.m. Got back at like 4.30. Okay. It's a long day. It is. I'm tired. But here I am. All right, so let's cover football a little bit. Um, nothing of small talk. People want to hear some football. I sat down with Chubba. You did. Chubba. Chubba Purdy. Uh, yeah, on uh, Friday. Friday. Seems like a long time ago. It wasn't that long ago. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, 
there's a, I think we have a lot to discuss. Like you said, it's coming. Football's coming quick. It Camp is. players report July 26th. Players report July 26th. First practice July 27th. So what are those guys? Chubba Purdy uh, also talked to to uh, Gabe Irvin. Okay. They are horses kicking a stall right now. Are you the same? <laughs> no. I'm an old horse. <laughs> You're the one sitting in the Resting. Back. Yeah. <laughs> they are... <laughs> Not even the, not even the stable. Right. Just out, just out wandering you asked by a loaded himself. question. You asked the He's question. Just out wandering in the what if I would have said I was kicking the stall? I would have laughed. <laughs> so I don't think so. You said sip. You're 56. You ain't kicking any stall. You're just wandering by yourself in the pasture. <laughs> Hoping for someone to come Trump, find you, you in the pasture. What's wrong with you? That's like that visual. It makes me laugh. (laughs) Oh, come on. Come on. They're getting ready for camp. Yes. Uh, What did you write on the budget? Well, you wrote, yeah, you talked to Chubba Purdy, you said, and Gabe Irvin, but speaking with Chubba Purdy, I I mean, I I still believe that most people in the state believe that Casey Thompson is the starter unless until other, you know, other, until it's proven something else besides that. But uh, for Chubba Purdy, he's, you told, he told you, he is entering the fall believing this is a race, basically, right? Well, yeah, he wants it to be. Uh, he knows where he stands. I mean, he wanted to make it clear he doesn't necessarily feel like an underdog. Um, he the, the phrase that got people that, yeah. that seemed to capture people was he said, I, I hope it's a, you know, I hope it's a, I hope you get an, oh, I should have the quote from me. I don't. I hope it's an honest competition. Um, that... That a lot of people are like, why would he? Why do you? Why would you say? Is he? Is he concerned about that? Which draws you to a parallel in Nebraska football history, where I don't know if there, there was a was it, was there a fair competition when Sam Keller was awarded the job in no, 07? I don't think so. Okay, so people will ask the question, Jake. Mm-hmm. Why should Chubba Purdy and Logan Smothers be on them? You know, why should they be regarded the way? Casey Thompson is regarded, and I, I don't. I'm not saying they are, but I'm saying there's precedent in Nebraska football history of a a an example of danger of giving the nod to a quarterback just because he's more experienced. Yep. Ju- just he's just to name. take his experience and say that guy's got more experience, therefore he should be the starter. And why would we question otherwise? Well, there's a pretty good example in Nebraska football history of why you should absolutely question it and not just hand a job to a guy based on his experience. People will remember Sam Keller. This the 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 stories are very parallel. There's parallels anyway. Between Sam Keller and Casey Thompson, do you remember Sam Keller? I do. 2007 from Arizona State. Yeah, so he transferred to Nebraska actually in the fall of 06 after starting seven times at Arizona State, right? Was having a big year at Arizona State in 2005, and he hurt his hand. Yep. Made seven starts that year. Seven starts in 05, hurt his hand. (laughs) Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? Casey Thompson... Ten starts at Texas, uh, hurt his hand. Mm-hmm. Played with a hand injury. Yep. 
came to Nebraska, unlike Sam Keller, does not have to sit out. Sam Keller sat out 2006, remember? That's right. He tra- Which was a good year for Nebraska. He transferred to Nebraska in 2006 in August. And back then, that was an incredibly big moment. It was a huge story. I know you were young. I don't I, no, I remember it. I mean, Nebraska at that point was, was playing good football with Zach Taylor. Mm-hmm. And Sam Keller was going to be the bridge to what was next for Nebraska, right? right? That's exactly right. And it was a, it was a gig- colossal story. Now... Nebraska fans beaten down since then. Casey Thompson comes from Texas. Not quite as it doesn't it didn't feel as big. I covered both. I was the beat writer. I was yeah, I was in my last year as the beat writer at the Lincoln Journal Star for Nebraska football before going to a columnist role in 06. And I can remember covering that story and it was a gigantic story in August. The bridge was coming. Okay, now getting to the point, why why don't you just hand a guy a job based on his previous experience? Because what happened at Nebraska shows you why. Sam gets hurt. Sam gets hurt late in the 07 season. Joe Gans comes in and just starts firing darts. Yeah, he was awesome. And then what happened? Big stats. What Big happened numbers. in 2008? Gans just starts Joe Gans starts setting records. Yep. And then what happens? And then what happens? People start saying, you start hear people start, you start hear the, the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should have been the quarterback last year. He was, he was actually the better quarterback last year in, in uh, 07. He was a guy that guys responded to, but they, they went with Keller. That's why you just don't hand a job to a guy based on his experience. Well, think alone. about this too, Sam. I mean, in a in a positive way for Nebraska, 2010, Nebraska's coming off of a you know one second away from winning the Big 12 championship. They beat Arizona in the Holiday Bowl, and although Zach Lee did not have a good season in 09, he was seen as probably the starting quarterback going into the year. But here comes Taylor Martinez in the fall. And game one, he's a starter. So Zach Lee leads the team into a 10-win season the previous year. Mm-hmm. And he's not the starter game one because right. they had a competition. They wanted to get better. There you go. Right? Yeah. And it worked out. I mean, they, right. didn't end the year, they didn't end the year well, but they had a great start to the year. Mm-hmm. We're a top five team because they, they changed things up and didn't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Made it a competition. That worked out. Yes. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. If you're going to get a competition or not, <laughs> well, I mean, I yeah, that's sad. I mean, I, well, I don't know. No, 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 no. Wait, hold on. Have to be uttered or hold said. on, hold on. I'm saying I don't know. I don't know either way. I mean, I don't. It's I could have said I don't know um, if they'll just hand Casey the job. I don't know. Um, that 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 it's not necessarily bad. I'm going to get that Chubba quote that raised people's eyebrows over the weekend. Uh, here it is, Jake. This is what Chubba said. Um, Chubba Purdy doesn't. I tweeted this on Saturday while you were out playing golf, <laughs> and everybody yeah, else here. was having fun at the lake. Uh, Chubba Purdy doesn't yeah. think of himself as an underdog in Nebraska's QB race, although he understands why others may. He said, "I'm focused on competing with Casey Thompson, Logan Smothers, whoever. Hopefully, it's a hopefully it's a fair competition." And whoever competes and does the best gets the job. Hmm. Hopefully it's a fair competition. It will be. Is this actually a three-way race? Do you see see this as three guys that have an actual chance to start? Absolutely. They all have starting experience. 
They do. Logan's got one game, right? Chubba's got one game. Casey has ten games. So, um, yeah, he has the he has the experience. He doesn't necessarily have the success. That wasn't Texas. Yeah. I mean, Casey's here for a reason. He wasn't going to be the starter at Texas. So I'm not. It just sounds like we're if if people. I don't know if you're hearing from people on the text saying, "Well, you guys, why are you guys creating a quarterback controversy?" We're not. Why is it fine to not have they, nobody here was was playing last year besides Logan Smothers right. here for one game? Right. There's no quarterback. There should be some sort of controversy there. Well, you can just competition. It's, yes, it's very easy to substitute the word competition for controversy. It doesn't have to be a quarterback controversy. It's just a quarterback competition. Make them compete for it. They should. Logan Smothers has done enough in this program that he deserves a fair shake. Okay? You brought Chubba Purdy here for a reason. All right? Chubba started a game at Florida State against North Carolina State in 2020. It's a pretty, he tells a pretty interesting story. I mean, it's the way that game unfolded. They, he said they wouldn't let me throw. They were like, they, they had me in the wild. They, they didn't have him. They were putting a running back in a wildcat a lot. Um, Again, he was just a true freshman. Only five true freshmen have started a game at quarterback in Florida State history. And 220 against North Carolina State, Chubba started. Actually, Jacob ran the ball that game 12 times for 54 yards. Oh, oh. He's a, he, he was, ran it 12 times. The thing that people forget about Chubba is he was the number six dual threat quarterback in the country in Arizona. Number eight by rivals. Number six by 24-7 sports. He was a dual, he was a dual threat quarterback. We heard Matt Masker say last week that the that you won't see quarterbacks taking as much running as much this year. Basically, no. Chuba said Chuba told me I'm a pass first quarterback now. I go through my reads, but if we get in trouble, if nothing's there, I can take off. He can take off. He's athletic. He can run. This isn't Tanner Lee. But it's not a designed run typically. No, those runs against North Carolina State, he said, weren't designed runs. Scrambled. Yeah. Improv- yep. Improvisation. Improvisation. Wow. Did you, hey, hey, you figured I butchered it. it. You got improvisation. It, you got it right away. <laughs> you fixed it immediately. That's good. Yes. Yes. So Improvisation. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Chubba, Chubba Purdy made one start. North Carolina State beat him. Beat Florida State 38-22. He was 15 of 23 passing. For 181 yards and two touchdowns, not bad. 54 rushing yards on 12 carries. It's not a bad game. No, not a bad game at all. No, um, but you know, he he had injury issues at Florida State, and here he is. Well, I'm I'm curious about this for the fans too. Okay, if you are like I believe most people, I'm not saying that. Everyone says this, but I think most people again view this as Casey Thompson's job to He's lose. He's the favorite, right? Yeah. He's the favorite. If you hear reports in the fall of him getting surpassed by somebody, whether it's Chubba Purdy or Logan Smothers, mm-hmm. does that make you op- you know optimistic about where this is going or concerned saying, oh, great, our guy is not even good enough to start? I'm open-minded. I'm curious where fans I- are at, 402-464-5685. If you hear that Casey Thompson does not come out of fall camp as the clear starter and it's because Chubba or Logan have made it interesting or is that because Chubba – that? Uh, Cases didn't play that well. Where do where do fans come out at in terms of their belief and confidence in that spot? Oh, I I think you got to keep an open mind. I mean, th- what I think is Nebraska's in and tell me I'm wrong on this because I've written this. I wonder what people think. 
I think Nebraska's in an enviable position at quarterback right now. They have three quarterbacks who have started games. They appear to have three capable starters. Now, there's a lot of teams that probably have that, but more teams don't than do, right? right. You could probably point to a lot of teams in the country that could say, yeah, we have, we have three guys who have started. I don't know how many actually. Now yeah, I'm not think. sure how many teams would have three start or three guys who have had starting experience. Right, actual experience. There's a lot that would say, yeah, we have three guys who are capable of starting. Nebraska has three guys with starting experience. That's a good thing. God, that I mean, that is not. That is something that's probably not talked about enough. They're in good shape in a quarterback room, and we don't even include two other scholarship quarterbacks in this conversation: Heinrich Harburg and Richard Torres. I mean, they're as scholarship quarterbacks, especially Harburg, they should be close to ready, right? Yes. Not Richard. Yeah, no, Richard. Not, not Richard. I mean, didn't pl- didn't participate Harburg in. Should be. Yeah. Should be. Should yeah. be. now quarterbacks develop at different rates. Heinrich, you know, ha- you know, Logan, Logan surpassed Heinrich in development. That doesn't mean Heinrich can't make a move himself at some point. It's just that right now, Logan is ahead of Heinrich. Doesn't mean it's always got to be that way. Oh, and we saw that he was capable against Iowa. I mean, Logan did not play a bad game against Iowa last year. No, he played good. Nebraska he played was well. Leading by fifteen at one point with him at quarterback. Right. It wasn't you wouldn't say it was Logan's fault that they lost no, that no, it game. It wasn't his fault they lost. Logan Smothers played well enough he to did. beat Iowa. Yes. An okay. Iowa team that incidentally won 10 games. Somehow. From the text line, before we get to Bob, 402-464-5685, to my question about if you hear in the fall that Casey Thompson is not the clear starter by the end of fall camp, is that do you, are you nervous or are you, op- opt- you optimistic about the other guys? Uh, Cole says, I'd be nervous. Sheila says, may the best man win. Josh in Chicago says, well... They brought both quarterbacks into Lincoln for a reason, so I'd hope there would be some competition at this point in the fall that I expect. Okay. I'm all for the competition. I all I always lean that way, understanding there's some cases where you're just not going to have it. it. It just makes too much sense for Adrian Martinez to be the guy, right? I mean, unless Adrian Martinez would have faltered last August badly, mm-hmm. he was going to be the guy, right? Yes. Um coming off of the 2018 season he was going to be the guy oh no doubt and it it made sense it that that made sense didn't mean there wasn't competition but i get the all these situations generally are different not all situations are the same i'm not always going to say there should be a hardcore competition in august but in this case I think that Purdy and Smothers deserve a, a look in the early stages and, and, of August and camp. The question is, is that going to be the case? And if Thompson falters, if he doesn't come in and win the job, if he doesn't come in and do what he's supposed to do, then yeah, yeah, then I, I would hope that Mark Whipple and Scott Frost will be open minded and say, eh, you know, we got we to gotta look at this. That's what you hope. Uh, let's get a call from Bob on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Bob, you're on an early break. Go ahead. Well, you know, from the beginning when Casey came in and that I said there was a competition, I always thought there was going to be a competition, and everybody was ready to hand it to Casey, and I kept saying, well, no, it's not 
it don't don't hand it to Casey because he hasn't won it yet. I said that from the beginning, and I'm saying it now. Who knows who's going to be the quarterback? It. I'm I'm satisfied in with any of the three. I I'm still optimistic. I don't know why that everybody would be. Oh, if it's not Casey, we're done. Why? We got three capable quarterbacks and really a fourth capable quarterback. So you know, let it go. And whoever wins the job, wins the job. We're still going to go. We can still go twelve and zero. There it is. There it is, Bob. We can still go twelve and zero. And if you don't think so, give me a reason why and who can and who uh, we can't beat. All right, Bob. Thanks for the call. Good job. Yeah, I think that's where we're Bob at. Still has to go twelve and zero, despite not knowing the quarter. I hope people don't get in their car, drive to work today, listen to us, and say they're they're trying to stir something. No, we're not. We're not. I mean, Casey didn't. I don't think Casey did enough at Texas where he should be able to come in and just say, "I'm the guy." Oh, he had Especially, a couple of nice games, but it's not enough to say this is for sure the dude. Five yeah. and five. Five. Right, the record and five. speaks for itself, right? Right, and then. I mean, he wasn't going to be the guy. They moved on from him, essentially. Now, I but now, Jake, I have written it. He definitely deserves to be in that one spot right now, based on his experience. But it's not written in stone. Right, he goes into fall camp as the leader, but that's not something that's for sure going to be the case when he get to Ireland. No, and it's not for sure going to be the case. I mean, he's got to keep proving it during the season right he's got Chubba Purdy healthy now Chubba Purdy I think what's happened is the Chubba Purdy conversation picked up steam because because he practiced in pads the final three games of spring ball and then had a good spring yep. game I was say, the spring game was big for him yeah he was not av- available to practice full go for all but three practices at the end of spring so we weren't really talking about it nope and then all of a sudden, there he was going five for ten. Not great, but, yeah, but pretty good. Threw a good deep ball. Yeah, he threw a great 27-yard strike to A.J. Rollins, yep. the longest completion of the first half. The way he his presence was good, comported himself well. The players like, like Chubba. He, and, and if you're around Chubba, you understand. Um, he said literally – now, this, is, this, is, was, this would be mildly concerning to fans, I think – that he has to remind himself to to dial in because he's he's a fun loving guy. He likes to mess around. He's funny. Like I, you know, when when you sit down with him, Chubb is a super funny guy. Like he's he's got a great great personality. Smiles all the time. Uh, you know, he's he's just fired up. And you can see why if you were, yeah, I mean, you'd have to remind yourself sometimes. Okay, Chubb, we got to we got to work now. Okay. Uh, but he's obviously a guy. Now, yeah, he's obviously, though, accomplished. Chubba Purdy Jake scored 10 touchdowns in one game in high school. Okay. Scored. He was the Arizona football, high school football player of the year. I mean, this was a, he was highly recruited. Number six dual threat quarterback in the country. Went to Florida State, picked Florida State over Louisville. He's very capable of dialing in. Became one of, five true freshman quarterbacks in Florida State history to start a game. He knows what he's doing. And you got to watch him. Logan, it's interesting, the dynamics here. Logan is a quieter guy. 
Logan is a just he's just a low key operator, but he can operate. He he seems like to be the forgotten guy in the race, but he he's is. the one who's actually started a game here before mm-hmm. and and played well despite a loss. Like I said, they were leading twenty one to six with him as the starter against Iowa. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the problem. So again, everyone talks about Casey and Chuba because they're new. We haven't seen them really besides the spring game at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And they're the leaders in the clubhouse, so to speak. But I bet Logan's saying, man, don't forget about me. I am yeah. not giving this well, job yeah. up like it's nothing here. Yeah, I I mean, Logan won't verbalize it that way because he's not that tight. But what Chubba said was this. I just wanted to keep working hard this summer. This is quoting Chubba directly. I just wanted to keep working hard this summer and showing the guys what I can do and that I'm here and ready to compete. And I'm not just here to take a back seat to whoever's in front of me. Even though I have four years of eligibility, including this year, I'm in no way just sitting back. I'm trying to compete for the starting job. Now, people would say, well, yeah, duh. That's not that's not what everybody says. I mean, Richard Torres told me the exact opposite. That He said he wants to use this year to learn and that at this time, well, in, in the springtime, he said, then I'll start thinking about making a push. Uh, from the text line, 464-5685, someone said, who's, of course they go to this question, who's going to be the first quarterback to transfer? I don't know, or how soon that would be. Right, that could we, happen. We saw in back in the Riley days that Patrick O'Brien departed, was that in the spring? I don't remember. He was clearly not going to win the job, and so he left. It was in the spring, now that you mention it. But then Tristan Jebbia, he left in the fall. Right. Yeah, Heinrich. I mean, I don't want to do that. I, I, I talked to Heinrich this summer. I didn't get the impression that he was itching to get out of here. I I didn't get that impression. No, I sure don't get that impression about Logan. No way you get that impression about Richard Torres. He's not going anywhere. No. Well, he's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't get the impression that either Logan or Heinrich Harburg are trying to itching to get out of here if they don't if they don't end up on the depth chart where they want. I don't. I don't hear that from them. Um, it's possible. Everything's possible. Chuba and Casey. I mean, they already transferred once. They'd have to sit out now. Yeah. From Faisal, this is this is how you probably Hello, should, you should probably feel this way as a whole fan base here. Uh, he says, "I don't really care who the quarterback is. Frost just needs to make it work with whoever." Yeah. I, as long as you win, we're all the same. I go here. back to the good news scenario that that Nebraska's in an enviable position, that you feel like they have three guys. If, if Logan went in, you wouldn't say, oh, we're doomed. You wouldn't say that. You saw enough of, of Logan against Iowa where you're not saying, oh, we're, we're screwed. Or his passing stats in that game, do you recall? No, I'm not off the top of my I'll, I'll head. I'm right. not a savant. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. A savant is the I, word. I, I know. I was, I, was letting you, I was letting you get there yourself. A savant. You want to pull those up? He was good in that game. He 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 gives you that that threat as a runner that makes defenses think it's all about arm strength with Logan. It's all about arm strength. Remember in that game. Okay. Yeah. What was bad? Okay. Logan Smothers in that game, sixteen for twenty-two, mm-hmm. one ninety-eight and a pick, no touchdowns, but still. Mm-hmm. People th- say he threw the ball 12 times. It was 22 times. He's okay. Threw. Yeah, he's okay as a pass. 24 carries, 64 yards, two touchdowns. With Logan is what you're looking for 
is a jump up in arm strength. Because even late in that game, it, you could see the lack. Yep. They, they had to make some throws downfield, and it just wasn't – It just, he, just doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of arm strength. And when you're getting in the Big Ten and cold weather games in uh, late October, November, um, you got to have somebody that's able to grip that ball and whip it downfield, right? And that's, that's what we're going to be watching. That's one thing we're going to be watching. <laughs> We're going to also going to be watching him go under center. We don't know how how often, but you're going to see that. Gabe Irvin talked about that. Obviously, you don't want to ask a kid how often you're going under center, even though I did, which was stupid. I shouldn't have. Um, he he danced around it fine. He goes, We're, "We'll be under center because we want to get the, we want to run downhill." And you're un, and you're when you go under center, you you get to set up those base blocks. You get the running backs got better vision, and we're we'll be in, under center. Now, how often? I don't know. More often than they were under Frost because they were hardly – I mean, no-brainer because Frost was hardly ever under center in his offense, right? And we have established through Matt Masker that this is Mark Whipple's offense, right? Right? Uh, yes. Are you listening to I, me? I just heard you. Doc, D-O-C-K, who is he's, – he's, he's a little bit of a wet blanket. Spicy. You know that. He's spicy. He's not wet blanket. He is a certain type of wet blanket, though, without the name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he says that's why – in cold weather games in November and October, you run the damn ball, not throw the damn ball, which is probably going to happen for the fifth year in a row. I couldn't agree more with Doc, but I don't know where we're going with that. Doc, you, I just, I don't know. You tell Jake. You can always tell me if I'm wrong or if you think it's ridiculous to formulate that sort of thought. Mark Whipple come comes from the NFL, not directly from the NFL. He was at Pitt last year. But he was at – he's coached in the NFL with the Browns and the Steelers, maybe somebody else. He knows you have to run. He knows you got to run the ball. Well, you do it enough, though. you got to run it, but – I don't know. Well, you do it enough. Well, that's – then it get that dovetails into a sort of a innocuous discussion. What is how much? I don't know. I don't know how what if how much. If you have is. a hot running back, let him stay hot. Basically, right. they have good running backs. That's my my whole approach to that conversation. Is a coach is a coach. Good coach. A coach is a coach because he's he's charged to use his personnel in the best way possible. Right? They have good running backs. You don't want those four or five running backs to go for naught. I mean, you have some guys that can play. You got to get them the ball. You got to use them. Well, Gabe Irvin's a six foot one, two hundred and fifty pound downhill running back. All right, Jacquez Yant, six two, two forty five. Don't you think those guys make a lot of sense in the Big Ten? Well, they do, but sort of like Dedrick Mills they didn't get him the ball enough. I know he had injuries, no, they didn't. but he they was didn't. a guy that needed to get the ball more. That he was a, a good running that back. That was a different offense. I understand, but Nebraska, it's the same head coach though. I'm not dismissing Ramir Johnson in this conversation. I like the way he booms it up between the tackles for a little guy. 5'10", 185. Anthony Grant. Anthony Grant can get downhill and get some things done. Doc, I agree with you. Well, they commit to running the football. Well, here's, here's the – Jake, come on, place. come on. You're smart enough. You watch more football than I do. You, you understand how it goes. Some of this is, a, is the way the season goes. If you're playing from behind all the time, you're probably going to be throwing all the time, right? But yeah, but can you run the ball earlier on so you're not necessarily down? Right. Now, if you're up, yeah, yeah you want to see him. Run the ball. Right. Come on. Right. Bleed the clock. Right. 
you have a run-oriented offensive line coach now. What do you think Donovan Rayola would prefer to do? Well, I'm sure he wants to run the ball. Right. You have a OC that had a prolific passing attack last year at Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah prolific. I know. But personnel dictated, probably. They had, they had Addison. Jordan Addison and Kenny Pickett. Right. So it's dictated by personnel. I watched the film. Whipple showed that film of all the creative ways he could get the ball to Addison. He showed it at the coaches' convention in Lincoln. It was creative as hell. There are 35 different plays to get Jordan Addison the ball. It was very creative. Do you have that guy, though, in Lincoln? Well, that's the thing. I don't know if you do. And if you don't, then what do you do? you got to call more of a mess. Use your personnel as best as you best see fit. Don't force it. If you got the guys to run, run it. One last one from Doc before we get to break. My, I'm losing my voice. Yeah, you need some coffee over yeah. here. Uh, Doc says, commit to the run. That's the problem. Frost has a tendency to abandon the run, even if, it's, if it is working. It's not. I know. Okay. That is frustrating Doc, as hell, and he's right. Doc may have been on vacation last week. Frost has a tendency to move away from the run. Frost, Doc is not calling plays this year. He's not calling plays. We'll see if the if the tendencies change at all. Right. I think tendencies will change. Now, I don't know I how they're so. going to change. That's what we're going to that's part of Let the running back cook. Let that's a hot. part of the allure of the season, which is honest. That's it's honest. 16 days away from okay, it's not start directly camp. honest, but 16, 16 days. days yeah. I'll be here before you know it. Snap your fingers. Just yeah. like that. Get your lake time in. Because we're going to Dublin. We'll be there. We will be there. Not in kilts. <laughs> but again, it's pints. I don't know why Galore. I always get uncomfortable with that kilt conversation. You're not wearing a kilt. I'm not. I'm not saying you guys got to wear a kilt. You're not going to wear a kilt. <laughs> okay, next up. Don't don't just say. Yeah, more next. No, do not say that. <laughs> what is next? Oh, you have a you have a harebrained idea. Go ahead. Yes. Is there any chance the SEC would try to go coast to coast like the Big Ten? Next, early break of the ticket.